This podcast is brought to you by EnergyX. Are you tired of paying huge rates to the big cloud providers? Are you worried about being booted off a cloud platform if your company doesn't meet their ever-shifting standards? Ready to step up your data security and disaster recovery game? Well, ladies and gentlemen, your new cloud is ready. Introducing xCloud, the scalable, resilient computing cloud that is also actually affordable. It's high-performance compute for half the cost. HPC for HTC. xCloud from Red Team is opening a beta program for new cloud computing customers, and that means you, my friend. The xCloud is powered by the XMDC Immersion Cooled Modular Data Center from EnergyX. I've seen this data center in operation, and it is a total game changer. So if you want more information about the beta launch, go to the URL in the description. Type in promo code BETA, B-E-T-A, for 50% off of your first instance. And so the URL is going to be digitalwildcutters.com forward slash energy. X. This is the Oil & Gas Startups Podcast, where we showcase emerging technology and the stories of industry founders, investors, and leaders with your hosts, Jake Corley and Colin McClelland. What's going on, Digital Wildcatters? Welcome to another episode of the Oil & Gas Startups. I've been absent for a while now. This, I think this is my first podcast in a month I've been re- I've recorded, so Jake's been doing them, but got my friend Romel from Refinery Calc on the show today. Yeah. Dude, appreciate you being in. Uh, we got introduced through my good friend Napoleon, who didn't want to be on camera today. Me and Napoleon have trained uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and Judo together for probably seven years now, so uh, shout out to Napoleon for making this happen. So real quick, I don't know anything about y'all's company. Tell me high level, 40,000 foot overview. What is Refinery Calc? Sure. Um, thanks for having us here today, Colin. Really appreciate it. Really excited to be here and being able to offer, you know, those who watch the podcast some information about our company. Yeah. You know, what I like to describe Refinery Calc as we are a global refining operations intelligence company. And we do it through our proprietary SaaS-based software system, plus our live data-fed ecosystem. All right. And if I had to boil it down to just something fundamental that we do really well, we use technology and we incorporate what we call a lot of labor-intensive data sets. Okay. Yeah. And we filter it in and combine it into our technology to produce some really hard to get after answers. All right. So, you know, I'm mainly an upstream guy, so I'm going to have a lot of questions for you um, just based around um, downstream and refinery sure. operations in the first place and the, and the problems that y'all are solving. But first, tell me a little bit about yourself. What's what's your background? And um, talk about, um, you know, you can start at point of inception if you want to sure. and give me your, your story and how y'all got here. Sure. No, thank you. Um, again, Romel Oates. I'm the founder and CEO of Refinery Calc. Um, this company has been a vision of mine and a product of that vision. Um, quick way of background: I spent my career in chemicals, refining, industrial gases, and energy, and I've done it for big companies. I've done it for at the venture capital level. And I've been successful in a lot of key roles as I was growing through. Um, yeah, I'd say my transition of becoming an entrepreneur. Um, This is what I love doing. It's my passion. I love putting together, Colin, what I call little pieces, right? Everything starts with fundamental pieces or molecules. 
And then I like combining them, putting them together and building great products. And in products, if you can solve key problems, you can turn them into companies. Yeah. Yeah. So Absolutely. So, you know, I, I was, I pulled up uh, Refinery Calc's uh, website. Great website, by the way. Um, here Thank it is you. if you're, if you're watching on, if you're watching on video. Um, so, you know, on y'all's website, really the way that you have this, um, this messaging is you're the global refinery intelligence partner. And so essentially you've built out this, uh, to me, what it sounds like just looking at, at the surface and hearing you talk is this, uh, data intelligence platform. Who is the end user for this product? You know, who wants this, this data and yeah. intelligence? So we, we cater to several types of users, right? First and foremost, we cater to traders. Um, who are trying to understand a global, at any given time, Colin, they're trying to understand the global supply and demand picture, mm -hmm. right? And if you think about refineries, they're pretty complicated, um, you know, call it technology, right? That yeah. integrates all these various processes. Yeah. Um, you know, so the trader is trying to figure out at any point in time how much gasoline or distillate or fuel oil is being produced as a function of all these input variables. Think about it. Refineries are refining various grades of crude oil all over the world. Some mm -hmm. of them have access to ports so they can bring in various types of crude oil. The crude oils have different prices. Each refinery has a different configuration. Those configurations have different capacities, right? Um, you got to think about the different prices tied to the crude oil plus the products they're able. And then outages, Colin, right? Yeah. At any one time, right? Here comes Mother Nature with a storm or, mm -hmm. you know, there's some reliability issue and that now that process unit is shut down. Yeah. Right? The traders want to know, weaving in all those various input variables, right? What does the supply side of the equation look like? Mm -hmm. And that's where refinery calc really shines, right? Gotcha. It's because we do all that mapping. We're, we're mapping the crude diets. We have a team of global intel specialists who are tracking refinery outages, mm -hmm. right? So those unit upset, upsets. We're tracking pricing. We have pricing partner. Our pricing partner is General Index. They're like the third largest pricing supplier in the world. Yeah. And we use their pricing for crude as well as product prices. Yeah. And then we use our other partner, if you saw on the website, is Vertexa. Yeah. So we use Vertexa in helping us understand crude flows. Okay. Right. And then we have our Intel specialists who are out there gathering intelligence for landlocked refineries, et cetera. So we yeah. build out that data ecosystem and those traders love it because, man, I told you fundamentally, we do a lot of the grunt work. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. imagine mapping all those well, I mean, those if you think units. about like, you know, Bloomberg Terminal back in the day, you know, what it provided for traders and financial institutions said, hey, we're going to aggregate all of this data and put it into a platform where you can have all of this insight. Sounds like it's kind of similar vision, except niching down to refinery and um, supply side of, of crude. Exactly. Is that, is that exactly. fair? So, you know, um, tell me about you mentioned uh, Vortexa. I'm not familiar with Vortexa. Um, and then I see general index on here yeah. as well. So it sounds like, you know, y'all have built this hub in this data platform and you're working with, uh, you know, some of these other um, uh, data providers and bringing their information in. Is Vortexa, are they a, are they a data provider? Is that, is that yeah. what they are? Yeah. Okay. Vortexa is a data provider. Um, and, you know, to your other question. So, our, our key users of our platform are the traders 
producers, midstream companies, asset managers, yeah. um, even those who have a, um, a need for hydrogen intelligence or energy intelligence. We yeah. serve all those particular end users. Yeah, you know, um, this has definitely been a hot topic uh, this week. You know, you have OPEC come in and, you know, anytime OPEC makes a decision, Twitter blows up with yep. people talking about, okay, what does this mean uh, for supply moving forward in the future? Um, so, you know, let's, let's, let's boil this down a little bit. Sure. Um, you know, we have a lot of people that listen to this podcast myself included, you know, we're upstream, we're not downstream and, and refining, um, you know, don't understand trading a hundred percent end to end. So these traders, um, you know, if, if you're looking at, you know, BP, Exxon, Shell, all of these companies have their own trading shops internally. And then, you know, you have hedge funds, things of this nature. And for them, um, really information and real time insight is the edge. And if, if you don't have that, I mean, you're just falling behind, right? But let's break down the trading process a little bit. Um, you know, let's talk about physical traders. You know, what are they actually someone you know works at shell and they're a trader what are they actually trying to achieve what are what are they doing can you kind of give us like a high level overview of, of sure that? now we work with our traders um in a manner that is helps them make better decisions that's what refinery calc is about now traders are trying to they all have their own strategy colin yeah the nice thing about it is that um our ecosystem allows them to use our technology, use the data that helps them make decisions. Yeah. We ourselves are not traders, but we assist and aid them in their process, right? They're trying to find arbitrage opportunities. They're trying to find those nuggets of information that are hard to get at, Yeah. right? Because given how you know information exchange is pretty easy in this century that we live in, but what what makes it powerful um, that traders and asset managers and producers get out of our platform is capability to use what we call our engine mode technology. Okay. That's what's really special. Okay. Which means, so if I'm a trader, right, and at any point in time you wanted to understand, you know, gasoline or distillate make in any particular region of the world. It's very hard to get after that, yeah. right? To get that answer. Our tech, that's where our technology comes in. It truly allows them in rapid succession, pulling all this live data, it comes into our technology. So our technology does the optimization of the refineries, yeah. just the way the refinery would. Yeah. But, but it's independently built, it's fast, it runs on a cloud. It gives them those answers that they're seeking mm -hmm. to those difficult problems, yeah. right? And at the end of the day, right, you say, what are traders trying to do? They live or die on a trade, trying to make money, mm -hmm. right? And at the end of the day, you say, well, how do they do that? It's about information arbitrage. Yeah. Who has the information sooner, faster, uh, more digestible than somebody else on the other side of the trade? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and if we, and we prepare what I call a very nice concoction. You have to have that engine mode technology. We're the only ones in the world who can run every refinery in the world in a couple hours. Mm -hmm. That's every single one in optimized fashion with all those key input variables coming into the platform. 
Yeah. That's what makes Refinery Calc special. Yeah. And it gives those particular end users um, enhanced capability. Yeah. You know what I'm really curious about, um, like on the Intel side, on the refinery operations, you know, on the website, you all have real-time outages, real-time capacity. You know, how do you get information like that from real-time outages? You know, like going back to like the Bloomberg yep. terminal reference, yep. you know, they just got a team of analysts that are sitting there on phones, you know, calling people and talking to people. How does it work for me all? You know, I know you have these partnerships with some data providers, yep. but on some of this other stuff like outages, how, how are y'all going about yeah. getting accurate no, information? Very good question. Um, we get that a lot. And this is why it's valuable to partner with Refinery Calc, right? Um, and it's per our tagline, we actually do refine complexity. Mm -hmm. That's the whole um, key point around refinery. Calc. That's a good tagline. That's yeah, good branding. <laughs> we refine complexity. In other words, we do a lot of that grunt work so our traders and our asset managers, producers, midstream companies can focus on their solution that yeah. they're able to get out of our platform. But how do we get data? So we do it in a few different ways. One, we have a team of Intel specialists, right? They sit around the world and are globally tracking um, various forms of data, right? Mm -hmm. We have geospatial intelligent um, services out there. So we have satellites moving around and we're getting data and information from that particular platform. Yeah, We're also making calls and doing grassroots research, talking with different suppliers and that data is out there. Yeah, And then we also have, Colin, we have our AI technology. Right. It's it's RCAI technology. Okay. And so we're combing and sifting through all types of channels to get data to try to triangulate as to what's real and what's false. Yeah. Right. And so we're sifting so messaging boards, we're sifting through millions and well, I should say gigabytes worth yeah. of data daily to try to put that equation together yeah. around to outages and things like that. Yeah, you know, you're building this knowledge graph essentially. And um, I imagine a lot of the data that you're having to work with is unstructured data. And so cleaning yep. it up, standardizing it, um, figuring out, you know, what signal, what's noise. Um, I loved how you said, you know, we're even sifting through forums and things of, yep. of that nature, you know, taking um, stuff that, you know, maybe public, like, you know, you can probably go over on Twitter and there's a ton of valuable, you know, just little nuggets of information from from people. But, you know, there's no structured way to actually exactly. um, bring that in. So that's all really interesting. Are y'all how do y'all look at the platform? Uh, do you look, you know, say I'm a trader and, you know, we have a trade shop and we want to use this. Um, do you make it to where we have API access to bring in the data? Do we have to use the platform and y'all's, you know, user interface. How do, how does that work? You know, try to put me in if I yeah. have it in front of me in the computer. Yeah. So we 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 try to meet each one of our end users in a in a way that um, they they are most comfortable using our platform. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, we have some users who want to digitally speak to Refinery Calc. Yeah. And we meet their needs through our API. So we have a full blown API. API allows two digital systems to talk and communicate with each other. Yeah. Um, so we have APIs built with, with SDK clients. So if those people like Python, JavaScript, yeah. C, things like that, you can easily communicate with our platform Okay. Whatever, without even having to go to the website. Then we have users who really like our user interface. It's powerful. It's fast. There's a lot of graphical and visual intelligence. 
we made it what we call, quote unquote, Apple-like intuitive. Yeah. When you think about, Colin, this refinery optimization, Intel space, it's very easy to overcomplicate things. Mm -hmm. But that's where I think we struck a nerve and really resonate with our end users. Here's our value proposition. We do everything on the cloud. Mm -hmm. We're super fast, right? Uh, we're doing all that grunt work in data mapping and mining. We're bringing in the outages, tracking crude diets, pricing. We're building out that ecosystem. And then our technology is best in class. Yeah. Being able to run through hundreds of refineries in a couple hours, it would not be possible 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, one thing that's interesting with technology is that um, currently, especially when you start talking about machine learning yep. models and AI is that the technology just didn't exist on a commercially viable basis five years ago, exactly. you know, much less 10 years ago. And so some of the things that we're able to do in terms of aggregating data, standardizing it, cleaning it up, and then being able to digest it and spit out something that's usable and actually has um, you know, digestible context is um, something that's just really been enabled over the last uh, several years. Yeah, no, you're right. And I uh, said so we've been we've been on a cutting edge, right? That's the thing about refinery. We stay cutting edge. So we're a team of, like I said, we bring a wide spectrum of refining intelligence, um, you know, upstream as well as midstream components that we bolt on with other data providers or alliance partnerships yeah. to build out this ecosystem. But where our niche is, we're really good at the engineering side and the development bringing in new to tools and yeah. processes. We stay true to our tagline, right? We truly do focus on refining the complexity for our end users, right? And that's why I said some users love our user interface and they like our scheduler mode. Because Colin, to do this right, it's okay to give the answer one time, but that answer changes over time, right? Yeah. As all this minutia and these variables change. So you need technology that's fast, it's accurate, it's doing all that data mining, it's triangulating all those key pieces of information to where it gives you and centers in on the right answer. Yeah, And that's what we do really well. And then we bring in advanced components like AI. We're the first ones in this refining optimization space to incorporate AI, yeah. right? In a way that's functional, useful, and adds value. The, um, you know, a couple, I have a few questions for you. Let me sure. figure out where I want to start off with this. Um, one, when did y'all found the company? When did you start this up? Yeah, we started this company. So, you know, so we were working at it, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> difficult. That's a long story. But like tactically- I said, hey, look, I started we, this podcast in 2018, but yeah. didn't officially, you know, found the company yeah. until 2020. Yeah. So- About 20, yeah, say 2020 is when we 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 officially launched Refinery Cal. Okay. We didn't, Colin, I just, I'd sit here, I'd be lying to you. We didn't know if it was going to work, right? <laughs> we I literally didn't know this was going to work. And I tell people, uh, if I ever had to do it again, I wouldn't. Yeah. I would not. I would not. You like know? this is very fair. Uh, I mean, a lot of times when you start something, you never know if it's going to work or not, right? Know. And so, but you don't know until you start trying and 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 taking a stab at it. So that's very fair yeah. for most companies. Yeah, very, the, very difficult. Did you guys, you said you started, you know, kind of uh, you launched Refinery Calc around 2020. Um, have y'all bootstrapped this? Did you take any funding? Um, have y'all gone about uh, commercializing it? Yeah, so it's grassroots effort, right? So 
I founded the company. Um, I personally bootstrapped it, right? So we're very, um, like I said, we don't even consider ourselves a startup. We're scaling up the company, right? Mm -hmm. And I'll talk about some of our segments that is allowing us to truly grow. Yeah. Um, but no, our company has been, uh, like I said, I've done really well in industry and yeah. in, um, the venture capital space. Yeah. And um, it really, you're going to love this story, Colin. It was during COVID, right? I run another company. And it was during COVID where because of travel being shut down, things like that, I finally had enough time to say, you know what? Um, let me bring this vision that I've had for several years. Let me see if I can bring this to life. Mm -hmm. Right now, I, I will say it was my vision and I have to give credit to, um, industrial info resources, um, their energy group, IR energy. It was actually Mr. Paul Capella and Paul. Hi, Paul. <laughs> um, it was Paul who, who said, Romel, have you ever thought about using your technology, your capability for the market intelligence world? And I said, Paul, no, because we're grassroots engineers. We like doing really things that are technical, specific, more, more sharpshooter type. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, well, if you ever thought about it, right, we'd be really interested in working together and building out some capability because he said, I'll tell you about there's a large world or opportunity for these types of answers if you can operate at the speed of our data. And how it flows. Yeah. And so we, you can see how COVID being grounded, can't travel, uh, an opportunity to bring a vision of life and a potential partner who's saying, yeah, there's actually a market, right? Yeah. And then I was just crazy enough with some other people, Colin, <laughs> to spend days and nights, days and nights trying to get all of these systems to talk to each other, doing it on the cloud, right? And remember our equation that we were trying to solve is how do you make it easy for people to get answers? Mm -hmm. We trademark this. Our theme is one button click reality because Colin, no one wants to read a 30 page report, yeah. right? No one wants to have to sift through all these messy data streams. They really want everything done, everything being pulled in with one button click. You wanna streamline information. I mean, it's the same thing with our DW Insight product that um, we're bringing to market right now. You know. Think if you're a production engineer at a upstream company and you're trying to figure out what's going on with methane mitigation yep. and flaring, you don't have six hours to go listen to a podcast, right? But right. using AI, make it, hey, methane emissions, boom, pulls up all the information, tells you where we talk about it, what's happening. It's the same thing, same concept yep. is that, you know, people, um, they want streamlined information and you're seeing this with the, the rise of large language models. I mean- um, you know, people aren't going to Google anymore to no. search for things. I can go to chat GPT or Claude or any of these and yep. get an answer. We want answers and we want context and, um, information around that data. And so, um, this is a trend that's, you know, not only happening in the refining space, but across, Everywhere. across every industry Everywhere. and all over the world. So, Everywhere. um, super interesting stuff. Um, you know, let's talk about the, you, you mentioned hydrogen earlier. Yes. Um, you know, let's talk about that a little bit, the future that it plays um, and how refineries are looking at it. And then um, I have some follow-up questions after that, but um, let's talk sure. let's talk hydrogen for a minute because it's a it's been a hot topic for a couple of years now. So. Absolutely. Happy to dive into hydrogen. Yeah. So, you know, for y'all, what are y'all tracking in terms of uh, data or insight when it yep. comes to hydrogen? Yep. 
it, 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 like I said, fundamentally what our company does, right? We have powerful software, but you won't hear me talk too much about that, right? We have all, we're doing all these things with data. You don't hear me talk too much about that. What I focus on, what we focus on at Refinery Cal is bringing end users answers. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they don't care about how fast it is. They don't care that things are on the cloud, right? They only care about, can you provide me the answer? Yeah. Can you repeatedly give it to me? Hydrogen is one of those um, one of those divisions we created. We created a division within Refinery Calc. We call it Hydrogen Calc. Um, and it was born from, again, how do we provide answers to end users who's after some of this information? Now, we know we have something very special in regards to hydrogen. We do a hydrogen balance on all the refineries that we model, mm -hmm. right? It's a very sought, high, highly sought after data set, right? Because when you bring in all those variables, the crude diet, the pricing, configurations, capacities, and then you can optimize on all those variables, you end up doing a hydrogen balance, right? We can tell our users, any user in the world, how much hydrogen that any particular refinery on any day is, is approximately consuming, right? So that's one of our key aspects is hydrogen intensity. Yeah. And it was born, so we launched this hydrogen calc platform here in June, and we do several things really well, right? So one, uh, you don't know this, Colin, but I have deep-rooted expertise in the hydrogen space, been, been deeply involved in an, over 20 years in the hydrogen space, yeah. covering every aspect of the value chain, engineering, operations, sales, business development, product management, you name it, mm -hmm. right? And I've done it on the industrial hydrogen side as well as the new, the new nomenclature is clean hydrogen or low-carbon hydrogen, mm -hmm. right? And those are varieties where you're basically mitigating the carbon. Right. They call it blue if you're sequestering the carbon, yeah. right? And some some formation or something like that. Yeah. Green if it's purely produced by renewable yeah. electricity, et cetera. Yeah. But we found traders, Colin. There's a lot of traders who are trying to get ahead of when hydrogen becomes commoditized. Key point. Right now, hydrogen is not commoditized. It is is basically locally produced and regionally consumed. Right. Yeah. And it's not being shipped all over the world. There's not a world market. No, for there's it. no yeah. world market yeah. for it. It's still we're still trying to figure out a global carbon policy that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Right. That will allow hydrogen to become commoditized. But once that happens, then it breaks free. Right. It truly becomes liberated. Yeah. And that's where, like I said, our refinery calc our hydrogen calc division is a is a key precursor to that happening. Yeah. Right. We do several things really well in hydrogen calc. One, we're tracking more than anybody in our database right now, Colin. We track over two thousand hydrogen projects. The green, the blue, the gray, et cetera. We're tracking everyone. Remember, we have that team of global intel specialists. We've expanded upon them and we have our hydrogen intel specialists. They're doing all the research on all these projects. Yeah. What you'll find if you're studying hydrogen now, lots of announcements. Uh, you can't walk down the street or any type of conference these days in, in around energy where there's not a theme catered to around hydrogen. Yeah. So we're tracking the, the projects. We actually track production costs amongst every major region in the world. We actually even have market pricing, right? So we get into market pricing because we have a good understanding of the regional supply yeah. and demand dynamics. 
Um, so we're we do a lot of really neat things in that space. Yeah, you know the um, I've recorded several podcasts with hydrogen uh, technologies that are really you know focused around electrolyzers yep. and uh, things of this nature, and it's interesting to me because. Um, you know, the way that you framed it was, you know, it's produced locally and consumed regionally is kind of a good way of framing that because the the conversations I've had, you know, people are like, hey, you know, we have uh, re renewable electricity, we're running it through this electrolyzer technology, and then that's being used for feedstock for, yeah. you know, steel or something like that. And, you know, that's interesting. Um, but, you know, to your point, it's like, if you can get this global market and trade mm -hmm. and um, commoditize it and have your different grades, just like, you know, we have with crude. Yep. That's where things get interesting. And so, um, you know, that's that's good to hear about how y'all are thinking about it kind of, you know, short term and long term. And the market pricing is also. Um, it's key. It's key. You it's know, key. the. I recorded a podcast a while back with a guy that has a production company in Arizona that produces helium. And mm -hmm. as I was sitting there talking to him, it was like just realizing like, oh, there's no transparency into no. the pricing of helium no. and there's no market for it. And then you look at what's happening with lithium and, you know, you have Exxon moving over into the smack over to extract lithium out of brine water from oil and gas wells. And um, the, the the pricing of those um, of those elements is super interesting to me yeah. because there's really not a market for no. it. And so I'm trying to wrap my head around, you know, that and then just curious, you know, do you ever see it in the future for y'all on the roadmap of, you know, trying to build data and, and intelligence around um, other uh, commodities such as helium and, and lithium? Yeah. So we are we're core to what we think we do well. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it's evidenced by our customers telling us, um, hey, we really like this refiner calc. We love this about your hydrogen calc division. Yeah. You know, what I'm a big believer in, Colin, is. I try to build things that create value, right? At the end of the day, right? Mm -hmm. We should be able to distill things, what we do, and there should be a clear value proposition, right? Um, I think what we do really well, we bring technology, we stay cutting edge, and we combine pieces that make more value versus their individual parts. And that recipe has served us well. Uh, we, will, we will stay on a cutting edge of things that we believe that when we're passionate about that make a lot of sense, make the world a better place, and it creates value, right, mm -hmm. in a tangible form. I think we will get more into understanding carbon, right, and tracking that. And we do some of that already. We're cutting edge. In the future, we believe crude will be traded as a function of the amount of carbon once refined, right? It um will know. You know, so right now crude is focused on a lot of it is, you know, API gravity software, right? Mm -hmm. um, we went already, like if you look in and you run our refinery calc platform, for every grade of crude oil, we have its estimated refined crude carbon intensity, right? Because eventually people are going to say, well, yeah, I like this barrel crude. How much carbon is it going to cost me, right, when I refine it? Because yeah. there'll be a penalty price, right? Or and there'll be an offset that somebody will have to purchase. So to your point, we're gonna stay cutting edge, we'll stay above the curve in creating products and services that create value. Got you. Yep. Yeah, you know, um, with with carbon, it's really interesting moving forward in the future, especially you're seeing a lot of platforms that are coming up for carbon credits and yes. things of that nature. And 
Um, it's not fully fleshed out. You know, there's no. um, there's a lot of grift and fraud happening. And I don't know if you saw this report a couple of weeks ago, but I can't remember which company it was. But essentially, you know, got a huge bag on your on your that you're holding on your balance sheet of carbon credits that ended up being you know fraudulent. And so I imagine in the future people are going to want a lot more transparency and and oh, insight to exactly. carbon markets. So uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, just really exciting time and energy to you know be seeing the the different things that can be tracked and bringing some of these you know more um archaic processes if you will um yep. into the digital age i think you know to kind of help accelerate here here's a challenge right now as we stick on the theme of hydrogen hydrogen is is part of the conversation around decarbonization right and the challenge with decarbonization is that the carbon markets aren't really formed yet. Mm -hmm. They're tied up. There's a lot of bureaucracy. There's a lot of going back and forth with a lot of lawyers trying to sort through these things. And ultimately happens, Colin, right, is, you know, if you don't have free markets and those fundamentals working together, then you have caught out, outside external intervention, governments, things like that. It naturally creates what I call hustles. Right. You're going to see a lot of the hydrogen hustles, the carbon <laughs> hustles. Right. There's a lot of smart people who are going to use and maneuver that language in a way it was not intended to do so. Yeah, right. For sure. So it does not surprise me. Yeah. This is where, like I said, we do a really good job at Hydrogen Calc and helping our customers and end users decode that market. We have some really cool things with our dashboard, our intelligent services that we offer to bring transparency to the market. And we bring rationale in terms of dissecting it for them. Hey, here's real, this is reality, this is a hustle. Let yeah. us tell you why, right? Yeah, you know, I think that's ultimately what it's about is decreasing the noise and, um, you know, improving the signal. That's and right. so being able to sift through all that stuff. Well, this is super interesting stuff, man. Um, really appreciate you telling us about it. If someone is listening, and they are interested in learning about Refinery Calc, where can they go to learn about you guys? What's the website you are Sure. Um, it's, you can easily find us, www.refinerycalc.com, right? That and if, easy. You, if you care about hydrogen, <laughs> it's very simple, www.hydrogencalc.com. You guys locked down the good domains. You were fortunate. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll leave links in the show notes. If you want to check out uh, Refinery Calc and Hydrogen Calc, you can go to their website, check, uh, check them out there. Um, Romel, thank you for coming on the show today, man. This, well, is, you, this has been awesome. If y'all enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, share it on LinkedIn, share it on Twitter, share it on Instagram, share it on whatever social media platform you want to, just share it with someone. And um, we have our Fuse, I'm trying to think of what we have going on. We got a shit ton of things going on at Digital Wildcatters. We have Fuse coming up October 31st, Houston, Texas, 30th and 31st. Make sure you check that out. Uh, get tickets now before they go up in price. I'm going to have lots of cool energy tech there. We got speakers like John Arnold. Um, we have Bobby Tudor. And so stout lineup there. Hope to see you guys there. We will catch y'all on the next episode. Come on.